0: companies, and etc. that may bear resemblance to entities living or dead, is strictly coincidental. My name is Michael Diamond, and for tonight's game, I will be your keeper. Thank you for joining us again in another episode of the Old Ways Podcast. I am your keeper, Keeper Michael, and we return to Horror on the Orient Express, where we have found some old-time religion again. More on that later. Uh, we're going to get to introductions, and so we will start to my right.
1: Hello, this is Mike, and I play James Robert Fraser, who is getting ready for a little bit of creeping round the caverns.
0: Indeed, spelunking seems to be on the menu for you this evening. Um, I but beg your so- pardon, sir. <laughs> I'm sure you do. Uh, at the uh, end of the table.
2: Hello, this is Giles, and I'm
0: playing Simon Griffith, and I am slightly damaged. Yeah, it seems you've been bit by the same bug that bites everyone that follows the professor around. Long-term damage. And so uh, you and him will have to hopefully sort that out at some point. Speaking of. I'm Martin and I'm playing Richard Courtney. Well, Richard's glad his friends are back. And you managed to, in your eyes, save both of your friends, including being a rather studly hero for Maggie. And uh, now you just have to figure out what it is this um, farmer wants in return. But speaking of. Last but most certainly not least,
3: hello. I'm Nate, and I'm playing Anton, the perfectly normal farmer, and I have got an almighty mess in my kitchen.
0: Yes, uh, and that, and also Simon. Kidding, but um, so we'll raise a curtain on a very dark grotto this evening, as Mr. Fraser has decided after assembling some kit that he is going to attempt. To find out what happened to his compatriots. And so you are there at the mouth of this grotto, sir. And the whole place is dark.
1: Yes, well, I shall uh, steal myself. um, Make sure my uh, flashlight is in good working order. And uh, make my way slowly and carefully down through the grotto to see what I can see.
0: Well, the torch is going to give you the ability to pick up at least the next step. Um, it's a fairly good torch. Uh, you've um, you've managed to keep it fresh with the reasonable batteries. And you scan these steps as you sort of begin to slowly work your way down. So the grotto, as mentioned before, has tons of rock features. There's sounds of dripping water here. There's definitely uh, an odor here. You not only smell the moist air, but also smell something... Perhaps a bit coppery on the air.
1: Hmm. What smells like copper? Well, there's copper. (laughs) And then there's not copper. Might start perhaps um, moving a little bit faster, but still
0: carefully. Sure. You notice in the... Some of the gravel here, and perhaps a little bit of the mud that mixes with it. You see... A, a depression there in the mud, a line. It's maybe, say, three or so inches wide.
1: Being a uh, uh, something of uh, a gardening enthusiast, I wonder would uh, Mister Fraser recognize what, or have an idea what might have made this uh, this particular track in the in the the gravel and the mud?
0: Oh, I think so. I think that it would not be too terrible of a leap of logic him to think, hmm, this sure looks like a wheelbarrow. Well, uh, perhaps
1: uh, I'm doing a little bit of uh, work down in the grotto, but uh, if I follow this, then at least I'll be uh, on fairly stable ground, I would imagine. He's sort of muttering to himself, oh, James, James, what are you doing creeping down in the caves in the middle of the night, oh, dear old
0: you creep down probably a good 30 or 40 meters until the slope begins to meet sort of its first plateau. And you do benefit from finding the walkway railing. So that is around here to sort of steady yourself on if you want to be near it. Um, but you, you continue to get this sort of oppressive feeling that there's something you're not seeing here. And so. I'd like you to give me a spot-hidden roll. It is a hard roll, given the the lighting available.
1: Absolutely, yes. Okay, so yes, he will kind of stop for a moment and shine his torch around slowly and peer into the gloom. And that is a 64. So that is not a... Uh, that is not a hard spot-hidden roll.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: However... If I'm feeling like, yeah, uh, you know, maybe the torch isn't quite bright enough. Maybe uh, I'm not got quite the right angle. Um, I think I'll possibly try and get uh, have a look around and see if there's maybe a, a different angle that I could uh, look from, which might involve scrambling over the rocks or something like that. Yeah. To see if there is um, anything that maybe my my torch isn't quite reaching, um, and I will attempt to push this roll. Will you now? I will. I mean, it's insane, but I'm going to do it anyway. <laughs> very well. I, you know, I've got a fairly good spot hidden. You know, it's, uh,
0: we shall see what we shall see. <sighs> well, I've just rolled an 88, which is a failure. You scramble over these rocks, James. And as you do so, you lose your footing here a little bit. And you do the, the smartest thing you can do when you lose your footing. You having slipped very recently because of the Bora wind. You reach out and grab the guardrail. When you do, Hmm. you grab the guardrail reflexively with the wrong hand. The hand that carries the torch. Of course. And that torch bumps up against the railing, slips from your hand, and then shatters to pieces the lens does there on the stonework. Damn it. You are plunged into darkness.
1: Oh, well, matches again it is, I suppose, James. And I will... Roots in my pocket and pull out my matches certainly um, and shake it to see how many I've got
0: <sighs> You're probably eight or nine left there note to self bring two torches you strike a match
1: and uh, I will move I will move quite quickly I think because I'm aware that these matches aren't going to last very long and uh, you know I've probably got a fair bit of ground to cover so I've given up on any idea of being able to see too far ahead of me now. So I will uh, I
0: will just keep moving, looking around just to see what I can see. Follow this track, follow the path down. You follow the track down until it reaches the next slope, which is maybe another 30 or so meters. And when you do, uh, you find it stopped. You see the two little points at the back end of those handles that stopped here. And you see a great amount of... of sort of debris that has been pushed around and then not too far beyond that as you're sort of just getting into the next match really you see that some of the stonework here has a tinge of blood on it and then there's more Dear Lord I would think
1: at this point my match is probably burning down to my fingers so I'll shake it out and strike another Um, and then try and look around this area to, to see Professor, Miss Bellinger, Simon, are you there?
0: They do not reply, but your match illuminates the rather ghastly broken skull of a man down here. What the hell has happened here? You see a bloody rock nearby. I'll take a pulse. Dead as a doornail. And that, not but a meter from here, is a red fez. Who the hell are you? So I'm going to
1: rifle through his pockets to see if there's any identification on him. There
0: is not, but you can tell that those pockets have been rifled before. Getting a look at his face just for one, one, one moment here on the side, you see, is this the man you chase through the streets?
1: That's what I was going to say. Do I recognize him?
0: It is. This is him. Good Lord.
1: followed us all this way. Right. All right, all right, James, all right, James. What's happened here? What's happened here? And I will kind of look around the area, just trying to kind of visualize exactly what's happened. He's had his head caved in. Um, is he carrying a weapon of any kind?
0: Um, I don't believe the professor took his revolver. So you do find...
1: Right, um, I shall sniff it to see if I can smell cordite and see how many bullets are in it. Absolutely.
0: Uh, there are... You get the cordite smell, and you also find that each six of... Each each of the six rounds in the revolver have been spent.
1: Dear Lord... Um, so I am going to position myself where he is and kind of look around the area as best I can and then try and triangulate where I think, what direction I think he might have shot in and then go over to that area and kind of look around there to see if I can find any, um, uh, any bullets lodged in the stone or anything like that, or if, if there's any blood or anything like that or
0: another body. (laughs) Yeah. So there's no, uh, there's no bullet. There's no rocks for the bullets to have lodged in Uh, but you do find blood spray patterns and one small sort of dinner plate sized blood pool and then there is another that is twice as large nearby oh
1: oh my god oh my god
0: and then you see strips of clothing and uh, disturbed earth here Um what kind of clothing is it that i see If memory serves correctly, it's part of someone's shirt. And it's got blood on it, has it, presumably? Yeah. Only a few drops of blood. It looks like it was maybe used as a tourniquet. Right, so he's shot. They're not
1: here. They must must have survived. uh, Unless there's another one of them. (laughs) And um, I'm going to move a little bit further down the path and see, because I know there was this track. See if the track carries on, see if there's any kind of any maybe if somebody was shot or injured and bleeding quite badly, they've probably have left a blood trail. So if they've gone on any further, it would head that way. And I don't recall seeing any blood on the way down either. Mm,
0: so You don't. Um so you go and you follow this sort of thinking, and you realize that you follow it maybe a, a couple of meters to the the other half or the other side of this walkway. And that's when you see a blood trail going back up and you pick up the wheelbarrow line again and there's blood coming just right out of it.
1: Yeah. So, I mean, obviously I, I, the player, know what's happened here. Um, but just looking at, at the way the, uh, the, the tracks are and, and if there's gravel on the ground, the way it's been kind of dragged around just... Is it clear to to me that the there have been bodies dragged about here, and maybe dragged up onto a wheelbarrow? Too too much of a jump, of
0: no i I don't th- I don't think it's too much of a jump given given Fraser's experience in the war, especially in some very difficult battles where that sort of carrying people or carting people would have been done, especially victims or or injured soldiers. I think it's reasonable for him to say someone was carted out of here. Mm. Likely in a wheelbarrow, where they went afterwards is up in the air, but...
1: Right, okay, so putting two and two together and making five, I'm going to pick up anything that might be considered evidence um, in this area because at some point the tourists are going to come down here. They're going to see a dead body. Yep. So either I take the dead body with me, or I maybe I don't know if I seen anywhere that I could I could deposit a dead body where it wouldn't be
0: found. <laughs> yeah, actually, um, when you start to think about it, you realize that this 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 sort of walking path that goes down here. Further in, as you sort of explore or or be in that general area, you realize that there are some of these massive stone pieces that you could sort of tuck someone back behind, and, and maybe then on first or second glance down through this hallway, it wouldn't be as big of a deal. The, the bigger problem, though, is all of the blood on the stones. Mm, mm. At some point, someone's going to walk in here and realize, oh, wow, what happened? Right. Wow. Well, body or not. Mm,
1: yeah. And I mean, I'm not going to be able to actually get rid of the body. I'm going to just be able to hide it for a short time at best. Right. So I think what I'll do is I will I will gather up the revolver I'll In fact in fact no actually I don't think I will gather up the revolver I will put the revolver in his hand wipe wipe it of um any of my fingerprints in fact I, is it pushing pushing my luck to say that Mr Fraser would have a pair of gloves I mean, it is quite cold, and it's got heavy, heavy coat. No, I, I
0: didn't specifically mention that I was going to wear gloves. I, I don't think that that's pushing it at all. If nothing else, you might have gloves in your pocket based off of a multitude of reasons. Mm.
1: So yes, yeah, so so I'll put on my gloves. I will put the uh, the revolver into the the man the man's hand. Um, I will pick up anything that I think might be uh, related to our party, with probably the last match. <laughs> and the dying, dying embers of the of the last matches, it burns down into my, my thumb and finger, and I will make my way with best speed back up the pathway, back up to the out the outside, following this uh, following this trail of blood. As well, I won't be able to follow it very far, but um, in the darkness, right. using the handrail, I will make my way back the way I came. Just just remembering and reversing
0: the path that I took in my head. Sure. You're a little turned around. Uh, so. But I've got a very good memory. And not only that, you have a handrail too. So hmm. uh, it would be impossible at this point for you to get lost. So we won't make you, we won't require any roll for you to get lost. I would say that probably would have the option to let the match, the last match, burn the book itself to give you some added oh, okay. flammable, yep. flammability, at least if nothing else wouldn't be you'd would have a little bit more something that you could hold on to and, and burn and walk mm but okay yep yeah,
1: yep yeah. that uh, that works for me um in fact i wonder if i've got anything else in my pocket well let's let's just do that then um i want to find my torch as well if it's not clattered down to somewhere completely beyond my reach i want to retrieve that
0: it, it hasn't what you've broken is the bulb and the lens you those are replaceable
1: um it's more more for the fact that it's probably got my fingerprints on it. Yeah. I wasn't wearing my gloves at the time um and also just you know it's another little it's another little bit of something for the police to um to look at when they inevitably come and investigate <laughs> what's happened here. Yes. Um so the idea is that I'm all I'm doing is I'm leaving an an un, unnamed man with no identification holding a holding a revolver that has all the uh, the bullets spent from it pools of blood on the other side of the uh, uh, this particular bit of cave and that's that's going to be a, at least a puzzle for the police to figure out for a period of time assuming that the people he's shot aren't currently in a hospital
0: <laughs> yep absolutely so i think when you start to think about police the first word that comes to your mind is black shirts yeah and that is a very disturbing word given that you're still in italy do i know what
1: the black shirts and mussolini's kind of indoctrination for want of a better word what the opinion they would have of somebody who is from that area of the world
0: i mean they're not a huge they're not very very big on foreigners that's for sure
1: yeah that's what i'm thinking they might not really care yeah,
0: they're, they're fascists so yeah it's um, unlikely that they're going to care about this person they're They would probably be more concerned about... Who they might have shot. Well, yeah, the idea that there's lawlessness going on. Hmm. Hmm. And that the populace could be affected by it. Okay. Or the envision of Mussolini's perfect state being cracked by um, a strange murder.
1: So they might just cover it up. They might just um, kind of downplay it. They probably won't investigate his death particularly hard because you know who cares right so with that positive spin on things in his in his head Fraser's going to head head back up to the outside world how, how dark is it when he reaches the uh, when he manages assuming I do manage to make it back out in one piece
0: you do make it out in one piece you get to the mouth of the grotto and it is now dark hmm. and the Bora is beginning to howl up And so you're tucking the the coat around you to try to stay warm. The taxi driver is gone. Typical.
1: Look at my watch to see how long I was down there. Mm, Probably 20 minutes or so. Oh, well, oh, well. I would have expected as much. Never mind. Never mind. He's lost a, a good tip for taking us home in one piece. Assuming I can find where the others are. And I shall start plodding around, kind of looking to see if I see any sign of any, uh, you know, more of these wheelbarrow marks. If there's maybe... Oh, yeah. Earth and, uh, you know, a bit of grass or something. There might be a bit of an impression in the in the dark.
0: <laughs> you take a um, a look around, and I'll just give you a relatively simple spot hidden roll. Donkey donkey. A relatively simple spot hidden roll. A relatively. relatively. Roll. It's just a simple spot hidden roll. I'm oh, not... Now- this is now. This is when I get an extreme success. That's a ten. Looking to your left, you realize about a um, hundred yards or so, give or take, to your left there is a farmhouse with a light on. And what encourages you is outside the door there, in just the single light that sort of cascades down from the spot above one of these doors, there is a a symbol of man's best friend sitting outside the door, sort of waiting, staring out into the wild. Right. Well, uh, that's
1: as good a place to start as any, I suppose. Here we go. And I will trudge across the uh, the grass um, and up the path towards
0: the house. It has been probably just a few minutes now since, uh, Simon, since you have sort of uh, arrested back to life. Everything on your body hurts you are covered in grass and maybe mud there's a molasses smell to your body now and um your leg hurts pretty awful bad and now your mouth is stinging with the taste of some sort of alcohol
2: do you mind if i make an occult roll to see if i recognize what's on my body since this might be similar to what happens in the appalachians
0: um not not at all go right ahead make an occult roll
2: Well, that's a 74. That would be a no.
0: So you're not necessarily sure the reasoning behind it, but you've been covered with something that you're not certain what the hell it is. And uh, it's sticky. And it's sort of sticking into these larger holes in your chest. You suddenly remember as you're staring down at these, whatever's on your clothes and on your chest, you sort of now begin to get the vision The after image of the man in the cavern and the gunshots. They sort of echo now through your memory. I will try and slowly sit up. Okay. Yeah, I mean, bodily speaking, you feel (laughs) fairly terrible, but uh, you do have the strength to prop yourself up if that's what you want. Mm -hmm.
2: I'm not going to try and walk at this point. Simon will try and sit up so he can assess the situation simon's also not gonna go ahead and clear any of this out um because apparently they're preventing the blood at least from gushing out if nothing else
0: yeah that's terribly possible uh but you get yourself into on this kitchen table uh, this rather stout kitchen table you get yourself propped up against the wall and you see a lot of trappings from houses uh, that you might have seen in appalachia in the sense that there's a, something on the stove. Looks like it's at a kind of a constant rolling simmer. There's an awful lot of herbs here and an awful lot of real basic ways of living.
2: Simon doesn't feel out of place here. And in fact, he's. this is probably not the first time a body's been thrown on the kitchen table to be operated on that he's seen or been part of. But not in Europe, that's for sure. Right. Jim? Lady E? Professor? <laughs>
4: Uh, yes, Simon, are you coming round? What did you do? Uh, you were shot. I was carrying you, right? Um, no, we we put you in a wheelbarrow to bring you here. Uh, do you re- remember the man with the fez? He had a gun.
2: I-, I think I was carrying you. And the man with the fez wanted to kill you, right?
4: Richard remembers the photograph at this point which he's up to now forgotten um yes i think I think he was after me I managed to um um disable him though
2: well, that's good I don't remember much i uh, I just remember um lacking out
4: I know you were shot he he shot you he, he was shot several times. It was um, awful. I, I had to go and um, fetch a doctor. Uh, this this man here. Uh, sorry, what what is your name? He, he looks towards Anton.
3: Richard. We 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 met uh, Anton.
4: Anton. I I not yeah. believe you. Told me your name.
3: I knew yours. I'm sure you told me yours.
4: Right. Well, I. Yes, yes, I'm, I'm sure I did. Um, well, and 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 there we have it, Simon. You, you were shot. I, I went to find help, and uh, this nice gentleman here was able to come down in the grotto, and uh, he he retrieved yourself and, and and Maggie, and and here we are.
3: Simon, you died, but uh, you met the mother and come back, and now you're much better. But uh, you might lose leg. Uh, you need to need to get more care for that, um, but yeah, you died and you come back now better, good. You're much good.
2: Thank you, sir, professor.
3: You seem stunned. Are you okay, Simon? Uh, uh, are you hungry? I get uh, stew, maybe. You know, you don't want grappa. I, I understand. So
2: I, I do not drink.
3: Just water. Yeah, yeah. Good, good stew. Uh, poultice. I,
2: I I drink milk. Uh, I would also drink uh, juice, coffee, tea. Some stew would be fantastic, sir. Uh, I appreciate the offer.
3: Anton will grab a bowl and serve Simon at the table. Careful. Um, It's good. And get strength back. Uh, Richard, we have business to uh, complete
4: I'm well, I mean uh Simon is awake and uh I, Maggie is looking better. Um what more is there for us to do?
3: Well Richard, we uh, I, I granted your wish. So Richard, do you drink or you like uh Simon No drink?
4: Um well, I mean occasionally. Um normally a Excellent. A nice cider or um occasionally a glass of wine?
3: Yeah, we should finish business Properly, with good drink. And Anton will pour a couple tiny little shots of grappa. That's the white liquid uh, that he had poured out. And gesturing up. Uh, maybe I talk to you uh, while, while Simon is eating stew and, and getting... Um, not to not to right. disrupt him.
4: Uh, it, yes, yes, of course.
3: I then I'll walk out with the... Uh, Two glasses and hand one back to Rich to Richard.
4: Yes, thank you. Wow. Um, yes, that's uh, it. Smells a little strong.
3: Hmm. Well, that's 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 intentional. Uh, Richard, we make good team. Um, and you, uh, you, you, you not uh, you not scream as much as, as as others when they first meet the mother. I'm impressed with you.
4: Oh we have seen quite some sights on our on our travels um lots of i was going to call them interesting things but lots of lots of things
3: I see in your eyes it's the haunting yes well to uh to your to your tourism health
4: um yes cheers And Richard will do the same and probably cough quite a bit. <coughs> Uh, yes, wow. Um,
3: Answer ah. on the back.
4: Are ah, the burning.
3: Um, now, as I said, I have done what you demanded of me. I brought your, your friends back, so now uh, we've complete exchange?
4: Ah, yes. Um, how, how much do I owe you?
3: Um, Well, of course I like to help, but I have used up many many expensive uh, things that I can't replace easily.
4: I I have money in the hotel.
3: And um, you, I, I hear the, um, I hear British or English, so uh, pounds sterling? Uh,
4: y- yes, yes, that's correct.
3: Okay. A uh, hundred pounds sterling, a uh, hundred pounds ster- sterling, um for each so 200 total pounds sterling sterling
4: well um that that is a little steep but um yes i mean for maggie and and simon i i i think that's perfectly reasonable we we paid 500 pounds for somebody before and um a- anyway yes yes i yes i i think that's perfectly reasonable
3: i meant 200 pounds sterling each so 400 pounds sterling and then it's 100 less than
0: then it sounds like you—it's a deal, a bargain. Ah, yeah, but- actually, Anton, it, it sounds like when he said we paid five hundred pounds for someone, you assume that this means that Richard has perhaps a personal assistant, or um, perhaps he's he's purchased people. So, and this is not something that's completely oh. un-understandable un- un- for you, but you're a little concerned now that you maybe you don't know everything you need to know about him.
3: Bima, dog quiet.
0: Yeah, and for your part, Mr. Fraser, as you're working your way across this sort of open grass field, this dog, very pleasant, happy dog, uh makes his way towards you. It's a it's a mutt, but a decent mid-sized dog who uh barks and makes a quite a ruckus.
1: Hello there, boy. Hello. That's all right. That's all right. I don't mean any harm. I don't have any biscuits for you, I'm afraid. Just trying to size up this dog to see if it's a a family pet or a guard dog i mean it's obviously making
0: a racket which is a good thing but it doesn't look like he's growling and is about to go mm-hmm. for me or nothing. this is definitely more on the um family pet side than guard dog side although um you know either one barking is probably where it would start so uh, but uh, as you get closer it doesn't make any sort of aggressive moves it seems a little playful okay well i'll, I'll um
1: i'll kind of walk slowly with my, my hands out just in my head down a little bit, just kind of not making any uh, aggressive moves. And uh, as I get a little bit closer, I'll kind of go go down on my, my knee and uh, onto one knee and beckon towards the the dog to see if uh, if it wants to come and say hello.
0: Oh, absolutely, right away.
1: And I'll I'll, uh, I'll scratch it behind the ear and uh, stroke its head. and say,
0: "Hello, you're a good lad. You're a good lad. Do you have a wee name on you here?
1: No, mm-hmm.
0: there are uh, some." Some lights on here in the house. Too. All right, hey, you're guarding the house well.
3: Bima, dog, quiet.
1: No, 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 boy, no boy. Would you mind if I uh, took a wee, a wee trip up the path there to the door? Would you, would you mind about that? Hey, boy, hey. And I'll just kind of slowly get to my
0: feet and uh, start walking towards the front door. Now you approach what you believe is the front door, and I shall gently knock on it. Anton, you hear mid sentence, you hear someone knock on the door.
3: Richard, I, I have to admit, if this is another tourist, I will be beside myself. Um, just a second? Just a second. I, I'll see. Walk around the outside of the house and see what I see.
0: Yeah, you creep around the side of the house a little bit and you sort of look left and around the corner. Yep, there's a tall gentleman standing outside your side door. The dog seems to be attempting to entertain him. He's wearing a, a rather full coat, which would befit the area given the bora winds here. Would I see him um, peeking around the corner? So I suppose it would be st- st- if you're trying to be stealthy, Anton, it would be stealthy. Not really
3: being stealthy, no. It's so I would, I would
0: say, given Mister Fraser's spot hidden, you'd probably pick up that there's someone near to your right. Nice, so I suppose
1: after you know, tap on the door and wait a moment or two, uh, maybe take a step. Back, step or two back, just to kind of look at look at the house. And uh, as I'm looking around, I'll, I'll uh, probably spot the head poking around the corner. Mm-hmm.
3: Ah, uh, 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 buongiorno. I shake my head. No, 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 no. Do do
1: you sp- um, pa- parlo in uh, Do you speak English?
3: In Russian, I Do you speak Russian?
1: Uh, I, I am uh from. Uh, scotland uh fraser
3: oh oh i speak english i was just hoping you spoke russian it'd be nice to speak oh,
1: russian oh i didn't i didn't uh i didn't realize yeah, that was the sweet. tongue
3: um fema uh, fema leave 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 yeah. the gentleman alone leave the oh no he's quite all right he's quite all right yeah and your boy uh, you're a good lad um how how can i help
1: uh yes uh well uh, i was uh, i was wondering if you could um uh, assist me uh, as a matter of fact um I had uh, some companions of mine were taking the tour of the uh, uh, of the caves earlier on today, but um, I- I'm I'm a little concerned about them. I, I have to admit uh, uh, they've not yet returned to our hotel, and uh, I was just wondering if you uh, if you happen to have seen anybody in the in the vicinity here uh, uh, wandering about, perhaps looking a little
3: lost. No, nothing, not at all. Could I make a psychology roll?
0: Yeah, absolutely.
3: <laughs>
0: um, absolutely. <laughs> and <laughs> I, like, I desperately oh, well, want to look back much. towards... <laughs> <Get away.
3: laughs> I want to look back towards Richard, but I won't.
1: Sure. Oh, that's a, that's a 19.
0: Ooh, so... I suppose... That. Uh, that's called success. <laughs> I suppose if you if you're really trying to be sort of... If you're trying to be to play subterfuge here, I imagine you're trying to persuade this gentleman that you really don't know. Anybody.
3: I'm coming from the angle that these folks just got attacked in the, in the grotto and here's someone coming for them. So right. I think but my you. fast talk is five. So I'll persuade. So <laughs> I'll persuade. Yeah. I, th- I
0: think, I think I would allow um, persuade here. 45.
3: Okay. Well, that is a 70.
0: Yeah. Uh, you don't know what it is, Mister Fraser. Maybe but, it's the blood uh, all over his apron. <laughs> it could be. It could be these um, it's sort been of a busy <laughs>
3: twenty minutes.
1: Yeah,
0: <laughs> dirty sort of ink-stained fingers in the darkness here that he sort of talks to you with. Uh, he's not telling you the full story.
1: Okay, so I think at this point my uh, my hand goes into my coat pocket, um, where my uh, revolver is, um, and I don't withdraw it, but I I, I place my hand on the uh, uh, on the handle of the gun just to just in case, just to be ready. I would say, take a wee half step towards him and say, are you you quite sure, sir?
3: I immediately dash. I run. And I'm shouting, Richard! Richard, they found you! Richard, run! And I'm running towards the back. Richard, they're here! They found you! This is what you hear, Richard. What
4: are you doing? Um, Richard bolts in towards the house and tries to mm, pick up
0: Maggie. Is she's asleep when you get Uh, in you're a little concerned about waking her especially with all of the wounds that she's had Mm.
4: so Richard decides that he's going to play the hero and uh rather than draw attention to the people inside the house yeah so he's going to run in the door that he came in and run out of the other door in a noisy fashion and uh and go ah
0: um ah, quick quick run run Anton Okay, So I don't know. I guess I'd like to gauge Mr. Fraser's reaction because I think what I'm seeing in my head could play out, which is Anton runs back, Richard runs in, he runs back out the side door, and then sort of on Mr. Fraser's left, he sees Richard like bolt out of the house.
1: Yeah, I I think Fraser will take a moment to think, is it too much of a coincidence? I think there's two Richards... One dick is quite enough. Indeed, sir. Indeed. And I think he will just um, heave a sigh and, and stride purposefully after this man. I'll take my hand off, off the revolver and think, well, if it's another Richard that happens to be involved in a fracas with our Richard, then,
0: well, God help me, the world's gone mad. <sighs> it has. Uh, so, yeah, you... Um... You sort of step forward towards this uh, farmer that you'd run into. And uh, there's a clatter there somewhere behind you of this farmhouse outside. You hear the door open. But if you're continuing forward in your pursuit, or at least maybe pursuit's a bit of an aggressive word. But if you're moving forward, then if Anton is going back into the house.
3: Going back into the house to grab my uh, farmhouse rifle. Oh, yeah. And I'm going to stand guard in the kitchen over his patient.
0: Okay. Yeah. Uh, so, Simon, you would see you know, your back still up against the wall trying to, to come to a little bit. Richard runs back into the house and then back out the side door. So you see him saying, you're saying, run, run. And and then Anton comes in moments later into the kitchen. And he has uh, what looks like a, some sort of rifle with him. And he is trying to take up a position near the section of the house that goes from the living room to the, to the kitchen where you're sitting at.
2: Anton, do you have a closet around here that I could hide in?
3: Worried about moving you friend.
2: I understand. But since Richard's already ran away, like he normally does. Yes. I I can't do much and my pistol is gone. So yes, I think I would be more of a hindrance elsewhere.
3: Yes. uh Um, we, we must go towards the front of the house. Yes, but uh, I can help if if you would like.
2: If you would, please.
3: Yes. Yes, yes. Come, come, come.
0: Let's not lose sight of what Mister Fraser is doing. You get to the back to the front of the house, sir. Where are you, are you continuing the pursuit inside the house? Right.
1: Does it become apparent to me that the door I was knocking on was the side door, not the front door?
0: It does become now
1: apparent to okay. you. All right. Okay. So I walked around. Is the front door lying open, or did he close it after him when he went in?
0: I didn't hear him say that he was going to close the door, so I'm happy to do 50 50 high or low. So I'll roll that. Uh, Anton, what do you prefer, high or low? Uh, high. All right. That is a 51. So yes, the door is closed. If that's what you- <laughs> if that was your choice. <laughs> no, that's fine. That's actually better
1: because obviously, you know, Fraser's going to be thinking, right? He thinks I'm here to cause this Richard, if it is our Richard some harm. Right, okay, yes, I can kind of understand that. Uh, all right, well, I need to be on my guard a wee bit here. So I'll uh, I'll go up and I'll stand. How thick is this front door? How heavy is it? I'd
0: say it's slightly thicker than average. Okay,
1: so, okay, right. So he's probably not going to shoot me through it then.
0: if he's got not going to gone.
1: So I'll just go and I'll I'll knock on the door. I'll say, "Excuse me, sir, Mister Russian gentleman, sir." I think uh, there's been a slight misunderstanding.
0: So uh, before you respond, Anton, Richard, give me a hard listen roll as you're leaving the home and the and the associated property. You're not moving very fast at your hit point level, so I'm going to give you a listen roll. See if maybe uh, you can hear that.
4: Right, so
0: no, no, not
4: with a ninety-seven.
1: Nope. Okay, carry on. Hello, my name is There's uh, as I said, No, no, I'm not here to cause any trouble. Uh, the, uh, the the man you're calling for, Richard, is he a uh, is he an uh, an English uh, gentleman, a rather weedy fellow? fellow?
3: Yes, uh, Richard. He's uh, English. He's hero. He he carried the girl. Is is he now a hero? Is he? Oh, he's well. Yes, he helped. He helped with the the ritual. He he's partner in this. Who are you?
1: Perhaps he's not the fellow I was thinking of. Then. Uh, my name, as I as I said, my name is Fraser. My friends were uh, down the uh, uh, in the cavern. Um, one is uh, Simon. Uh, the other is uh, also a fellow by the name of Richard, uh, and a young lady, young American lady, by the name of uh, Margaret or Maggie. Um, if you uh, if you have uh, seen them by any chance, uh, um, uh, I'm a bit worried that they might be hurt. Um, I don't mean any harm, sir. I, I don't mean any harm to you or your family or or, or to them. Um, I'm, I seek only to assist. Um, I, I quite assure you, sir. I, I can. Uh, I have a firearm here, sir. Um, I am uh, more than happy to to lay it on the ground and step away from it, if that will
3: uh, convince
1: you that I mean no harm.
3: Simon, do you recognize this person? Do you hear this, Simon?
0: Listen, roll, or is this clear enough? I think that if you're in the kitchen, you're probably clear enough to pick out maybe not every word, but enough of the tone that Fraser talks with that you'd probably be... Willing to bet that that's him. Anton, that's that's probably my associate, Jim.
2: He's with us. He may have come looking for us after we did not come back from the caves.
3: Jim, tell me something about Simon that a friend would know. Um.
1: Oh, something about... Uh, um. Oh, my goodness, me. Oh, no, you've put me on the spot. Uh, let me think. Uh, let me think. No, uh, he... Oh God, help me! Uh,
3: he sometimes, he sometimes calls me Jimbo. <gasps> Jimbo, Jimbo, very disrespectful. Simon, is that true? That's him, good old Jimbarino. Come in, Jim Jimbo-ry now Oh God, me!
1: <laughs> and I will, uh, I will open the door. Simon, uh, are you in there? Is that you?
0: You first catch the scent of something burning. And then herbs, and your eyes sort of walk their something. way a little bit around the front room here. And you see Maggie curled up on the couch here. And she has a massive wound that has been bound in her, covered up here on her chest. I immediately kind of rush over to her. Miss Ballinger, I. I, I
1: do you just not conscious? Feel feel for a pulse, and I kind of look around the room as well. This what 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 what's happened? What's happened here? It's...
3: Setting the rifle aside as I come in,
0: you you begin to see the the rifle as it sort of walks its way, eventually, and is handled by a
1: gentleman in his forties. And he's the only other person in the room, other
0: than that, that you beings. can see. Yeah,
1: sir. <sighs> so, what, what? What has happened here? What? Uh, have you? Uh, is it you? Have you? Have you bound this this young lady? Have you? Have you tended to her wounds?
3: I saved both. I save. I saved the the woman, and I saved Simon, who is in the kitchen. Um, his leg uh, might come off, but his he's he lives for now. Uh, Richard, uh, not sure where, but. Your friends uh, almost all die in the grotto.
1: Dear Lord, I, oh, thank God! Thank God! Uh, God bless you, sir. God bless you. And I'll kind of reach out my hand to, to shake your hand.
3: Look at it, and I'll shake it.
1: A firm handshake, and he puts his other hand on top.
3: Yes, Richard. Richard, pay. Uh, Rich, Richard, pay the the four hundred pounds sterling. So, Hi, Richard. My, our, my, my. Oh.
1: Yes, of course, of course, of course, of course. Uh, yes, yeah, I mean, you certainly, certainly de- de- deserve uh, payment for uh, for the help you've, you've given. Uh, uh, where is Simon? Can you can you show me to him?
3: Of course, come, come, come. Would you like stew? And Pantano lead you back into the kitchen.
1: Well, uh, that's, that's that's uncommonly kind of you, sir.
0: He leads you into this kitchen, Mister Fraser, and there is Simon. A wash in strange muddied symbols on his body. Two massive holes that have been sort of um, plugged, it seems, with poultices and herbs. There is uh, herbs hang from the ceiling in here, including probably some, some bones in a few places. There's an enormous cauldron at one end where this stew is boiling and you have no idea what's happened here but Simon is sitting upright conscious and he sees you walk into the room and you can sort of see he's he's awash with just he's, he's peaked, he's got flushed skin in certain places and then other places he's drained perhaps it's it, you've seen soldiers in this sort of method from blood loss hmm and you think maybe that whatever happened to him in the grotto, maybe he was that big stain on the ground. And
1: I think he will stand there for a, a moment, just kind of rooted to the spot, taking all this strangeness around him. But when he kind of sees Simon and sees the state Simon's in, he's he just rushes towards him and hugs him. <laughs> Not too firmly, but, you know, F- firmly but gently, um, just this relief, this utter relief, and and fear and worry and all these different uh, emotions going through him. You know the the state of him, that all these these, these wounds on him, but the fact that he's sitting up and uh, he's oh, Simon, Simon, thank God, I I was I was so much blood that I I, I feared the worst.
2: Simon is hugging uh, Jim back and one arm, and there are some tears in his eyes, even though he's not sobbing. Jim, it, it was bad. They're the, after the professor. We, we, we need to get you back to the, back to the hotel,. That's all, I can, thats all I can remember. They came after him. they offered. I think that, I think they offered to let us go. All I know is I was trying to run out with mm. the professor. There were like th- there were there was Aye. there was three of them, I think. But we only faced one at the end. Three. There's more there's more running around. Aye, I saw him. Uh, this is not safe here. We cannot split up. And and no. Miss Maggie and I uh, Miss Maggie was shot.
1: I, I saw her. I saw her in the other room. This, this, this good gentleman clearly, clearly tended to her.
0: Uh, but where, where, where is Richard? The professor almost killed us all. That's a great question, Professor. Where, where, where are you running to? You're running in the dark now, likely being chased by a dog just because you're running and it doesn't know what's going on, as dogs are wont to do. Richard's just,
4: just running, really. All right. I mean, I guess at some point he'll probably look around to see um, whether the person that he thinks is chasing him has caught up with him.
0: Nope. But you are deep into a field now, sir, and the house is fairly far behind you. And it's kind of a muddy field, really. Mm. Pants are now completely just destroyed. (gasps) The trousers. These will need to be mended and cleaned if they can be saved.
4: Oh, no. No. So Richard is going to look for a a little hedgerow and he's going to duck down behind it and look, just um, wait a few minutes to
0: see whether somebody's going to catch up with him. You duck down below this hedgerow and within about 15 to 20 seconds you are sort of tackled by a dog who takes every opportunity now that you've lowered your center of gravity to bowl you over and lick you. And you're just not prepared for it at all. So I would like you to entertain me with um, a dex roll, if you would, please, sir. (laughs) And um, the dog will use fighting brawl, essentially, which is what the dog would do. (laughs) And it'll be an advantage. Because it's it's roll. So it's got a 13. Richard rolled a 99. Very good. Uh, So you get flattened in this muddy field. Behind this hedge as this dog finally gets someone its size to pay attention. And it's unfortunate, too, because the dog is very excited. And that's really when you get that first telegraph idea that the dog is a male. This is not how you were expecting this part of the journey to go. Um, leave me. Get get off. Get off. Get off. Get off. Go and chase a stick or something. The dog backs up and then barks. Yes,
4: um, good good dog. Uh, Richard will take a look around to see if he can see anybody.
0: No, you don't see anybody. Now The dog does eventually scamper off. He goes back towards the house.
4: Uh, Richard will follow it at a, a sensible pace, being very careful in case this, this assailant is uh, hiding somewhere, waiting to get him.
0: Mm, you don't seem to see anyone else rushing after you. Uh, the dog makes its way back to the house and then scratches on the door outside
4: I wonder if they got the people inside and they weren't they weren't fooled by my distractions thinks thinks Richard so he's going to sort of gingerly approach the door
0: Mm -hmm. and uh, listen at the door see if you can hear any screaming or You, you you don't hear any screaming you hear multiple voices talking hmm hmm Anton Fima barks a couple of times, and um probably time for Fima to come in.
3: Go to the door. Throw it open. Fima. Good dog. Good dog. And Richard. Did I see Richard? Oh, yeah. Richard. Oh, good news. Ah. Uh, Jimbo Rina here, and it's all love. It's all love. Simon and Jimbo Arena, That it's all good. Come, 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 come. Come in. Have stew.
4: Oh, yeah. You mean Mr. Fraser?
3: I didn't hear that. No, I just heard just heard Jim Jim, Jim yes, yes. It's hard us. to say. Just heard his full name. His real name. I you
1: right. twice when my name was freezing. Ah, <laughs> oh, so ah
4: oh, that's oh, that's such a relief. I thought there was another Turkish gentleman after us. But you know, the, the ones with the red hats we saw.
3: That's what I that's that's what I was worried. That's why I yes, called Yes, quite. For warning. Uh better better caution after everything that happened.
4: Yes, indeed. I'm not sure I could um, take another one in the same evening.
3: No, no, you could not. All of you would probably die immediately from it, and I would not be able to help this time.
4: Uh, Right. Um, Well, um, we should catch up, I think. Um, Richard sort of moves gingerly towards the door. Okay. Come, come, come. Come in. Um, Do do you have any tea?
3: Rapa and water. I also have goat if 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 you want uh, warm milk i can i can uh, get fresh warm milk but that's those i i do not live in um luxury here as you can see
4: oh um i'm sure uh, uh, grappa will be fine thank you
3: actually tea 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 now that you yeah uh, i can make you uh i can make not English tea but I can make you tea also, now that I think about it, of course, of course, uh, clap my hands Perfect. together and I start pulling uh, some random herbs and dried uh, flowers off the walls. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, so the, there the three of you are with this uh, farmer and uh, all of you in different sorts of, uh, well, state, dress. It looks like it's been one hell of a day. Ah, Richard, there you are.
1: Where have you been? Well, uh we were um Maggie took
4: us for a um a visit to the caves and we ended up on a No, oh, I meant just no. Oh, oh right. Um yes, I um when uh, Anton here said he thought um somebody was coming, I assumed it was another Turkish gentleman with a fez. Um so I I ran away the others were not able to defend themselves I was hoping to sort of draw their attention Ah, oh. oh, I see oh well very good good man it turns out I've just got a bit more muddy than I I was before I suppose it hides the blood a little
1: yes it does <laughs> and uh Fraser just sort of pat him on on the shoulder in a somewhat condescending way <laughs> and uh so uh Tell me. Uh, I- I'm sorry. I didn't catch your name, sir.
3: Anton. Anton. Of course.
1: Anton. Anton. Uh, uh.
3: I am a farmer.
1: But uh, you're not from here, though. I take it. No. Oh,
3: no. Russian. I vi- I'm visiting. Uh, while I while I must not be at my real home. Oh, I see. That's complicated. I, I needed uh, needed a break. I think would be
1: when I, correct. when I look when I look at him, look at his hands, look at his bearing, look at um his um his physique. Do I see a farmer? Do I see a man who works out in the fields, or do I see someone who has what you might call um, blue blood? Someone who has that indefinable air of authority. Uh, that the uh, upper classes uh, from from all over the world have.
0: I think that's a psychology
1: role. Mm. I'm thinking Fraser would. You know, he works with these people. He 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 knows them. Yeah. So let me see psychology. Ah, no, that is a fail. That's a ninety-four.
0: Yeah. Um.
1: Hmm. You know, does he have rough workman-like hands, or does he have kind of more? smooth hands of somebody who uh, who has other people do the hard work for for them.
0: Yeah, I would probably mm. say the latter is more closer to the former. Mm. He's probably someone that's not necessarily unknown to hard work, mm. but mm. you don't think that that is his primary role in life, yeah. which sort of kind of tips the scales in different directions. His hands are what we would call dirty, obviously he's been in he's mm-hmm. been in all sorts of things today. As far as his, you know, sort of how he, ta- how he holds himself and that sort of thing, he does hold himself and speak in more of a learned manner than a common farmer. Hmm. So you're probably going to wrinkle your nose at the idea that he might just be a farmer. That's a, that's a little, that's a bridge too far for you.
1: No, I think bearing in mind the, uh, the events over the last 10 years in Russia, what, less than 10 years, I think you know, Fraser sort of puts two and two together in that regard. But he doesn't really say anything about it because, you know, that's, that's this man's business. What he is kind of interested in is these strange markings on uh, on Simon, all the different herbs and things that uh, are, are about. Does that, does that look like there's anything particularly unusual here? I mean, he'll, he'll spot the, the more kind of common things, rosemary and thyme and marjoram, that sort of stuff. And maybe sort of local herbs of the area. Oregano or oregano, depending on how you pronounce it. That kind of thing. But is there anything that's a bit... Because it's a bit strange, this place. This is. Yeah,
0: I would say that there are probably flower petals here that you are not familiar with.
1: I mean, I can make a botany roll if you like. You go right ahead. Uh, that is a 60. That's not success. i maybe recognize that I don't recognize some of them.
0: That's about it. Yeah, so I guess one of the things... Is not so hard for you to ascertain, but it's sort of a giveaway, and that is chamomile.
1: Mm. Okay.
0: There's an awful lot of it here that's been dried, and it is a flower that is very much native to Russia.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: Mm.
1: And I presume he's making a cup of tea out of it, even as we speak. As
3: I set down a couple steaming hot cups in front of this uh, yes, martin. James, or Richard and James.
1: Very kind of you, very kind of you. I don't suppose you happen to have anything uh, a little stronger, do you? I've had a somewhat trying day. Uh,
3: mm. Absolutely. Finally, finally. <laughs> here comes the mason jar. White liquid inside. I pour out a, Ooh. Like a finger. And
1: is this, uh, is this pour vodka? Pour myself
3: one as well. No, no, grappa, grappa. Um,
1: huh?
3: Vodka's not uh, as easy here for me to get, mm. uh, suspicious. So, uh, grappa.
1: I see. Uh, well, well, when in Rome, as they say.
3: <laughs> to your health. Sadio.
1: Knock back the
0: grappa. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's... Oh, that'll put hairs on your chest, eh? Sort of feels a little good, though. It's, um, nice to have a, a fortifying drink here at night. Sadly, too bad your compatriots probably shouldn't have any. Uh,
1: I, I don't suppose, um... You know uh, where the nearest telephone is, to you? I'm, uh, I'm assuming you don't have one here in the house yourself.
3: No, no. Um, in town, of course. Uh, hmm. But not, not here.
1: Well, uh, I had a taxi cab uh, who was supposed to be waiting for me, but uh, he seems to have taken the money and run, as they say. If you would be so kind as to uh, watch over our, our two companions here, who are, are still somewhat uh, worse for wear... Richard, do you feel uh, up to taking a little walk down to town with me to uh, see if we can uh, uh, um, procure a lift um, back into uh, back to the hotel? Uh yes, I, I should one
4: of us stay with um Simon and Maggie. Well, I'd be more than happy to do so if you like. Yes. I could um I could go back. I uh need to get this gentleman payment for his his services. Um and
1: uh, uh yes, yes. I mean, I presume you don't have to walk all the way back to the hotel, though. There'd be there'd be somewhere a little closer to that that you could uh, you could procure an automobile with your. Uh, uh, oh, um, with your, well, your, I your was smooth, tongue in your charming ways. Yes, indeed.
4: Well, I was thinking perhaps I should get a taxi back to the hotel and um, uh, pick up the payment, uh, return here, and then we could all. Um, uh, in fact, I could bring Paul, perhaps. Why don't
1: we get Maggie and Simon back to the hotel as quickly as possible? And la. Uh, We'll uh, we'll get out of this uh, kind gentleman's hair,
3: Richard. Your your friend has a good plan. Yes, the mother has blessed your friends. It is different kind of healing. They need more, much more, and they need it quickly.
4: Yes, perhaps. I've just looked at the clock. Yes, that's probably a good idea. Um, yes, I. Yes, perhaps it, it, it would not do to delay.
1: Um, I'll I'll fetch a fetch a taxi. I'm sure I can find something. Yes indeed or perhaps uh, perhaps there's a, a, a neighbor not too far away who has an automobile uh, you could uh, you could hire
4: I'm I don't have an awful lot of money on me at the minute but um, I I need to go back to the hotel and I'm sure you'll think of something I
1: I will indeed resourceful fellow like yourself Yes quite
0: So Richard you head back <laughs> you head back to town about a third of the way through the Borowinds and all sorts of just environmental things that you wish you weren't going through. You do acquire a taxi, which takes you to the hotel. Was he going back to the hotel and coming back? Oh, for goodness sake. (laughs) You go back and you acquire money as was promised to Anton. Are you picking up anyone else at the hotel? Are you bothering Paul or are you going straight back away with, Another taxi towards the grotto, this farmer's house near the grotto. It's probably not for uh, 10 or so minutes that, before 10 or so minutes, that uh, he does arrive back with a taxi. And you are able to, in relatively reasonable fashion, get Maggie settled into this automobile. For you, Simon, getting in moving comes with all sorts of issues. Maggie has the luxury of being unconscious. You do not. Um, And so testing the weight on that foot is something you don't even dare do right now. Um, But with the assistance of your compatriots, you get loaded into this taxi. And then really, for the other two of you, it's sort of the, um, the business of sort of saying your goodbyes to Anton.
1: Well, sir, um, once again, uh, we're in your debt. Uh, thank you, thank you for looking after my uh, my friends. Uh, very much, uh, very much appreciated. You're a godsend, sir. Um, yes, indeed. Um, uh, if you like, you can
4: come back with us to the hotel, and I can give you the money, or I can arrange for somebody to um,
1: I drop it back here.
4: It's entirely your choice. Uh,
1: I'll, uh, I'm more than happy to return with uh, with the uh, the financial remuneration agreed.
3: Richard, is, it is not my place to go back to town right now. Um, but remember, our bond is not complete until you do your part. If this is a trick, I will come for you.
4: I I assure you, I'm um, I. I will be back, or um, Mr. Fraser will be back with with the money um, uh, this evening.
3: I, I trust you. We are good friends. This this night, we've done great works. But realize, I will come.
4: Yes, uh, 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 don't worry. You, you have my
3: assurance. Excellent. Good. 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 Good.
4: Right. Well, well. Thank you for the tea. It's uh, a blend I shall remember.
3: It is, uh, yeah, yeah, a blend you'll never see again. I am sure of it. But uh, you have livened up, uh, livened up my evening in ways I could not have understood or predicted, and reminded me of a life that uh, I hope to return to one day.
4: Ah, uh, yes. And uh, uh, with with the money, I'm I'm hoping that you might um, procure some uh, some fine English tea as well, just just a little.
3: It is It is a promise. I will do such a thing.
4: A shared, um, another shared bond.
3: It is good to have. Richard, you are haunted. I see it in your eyes. I hope that you can, I hope that you can overcome what is upon you and be careful.
4: Yes, Um. there's another promise I need to fulfil and I'm hopeful that uh, we, we may do that soon and I may yet get back to England.
3: Well, I wish you all the best. Say no more about your promise to me because I cannot bear that weight.
4: Indeed, indeed.
0: Right, well, thank you. You, uh, lot head back to the hotel and with the assistance of the staff utilize, uh, some helping hands to get upstairs to your rooms. They, uh, Ask, of course, if you need a doctor. Paul, as soon as he's made aware that Maggie and Simon are harmed or were harmed, he whips into action. Simon, he gives you and Maggie probably a a proper cleaning just with a washcloth. And and says, I don't know what this stuff is, but you got to get it off your body. It's a bunch of gunk. And for your part, Richard, heading back and paying Anton is a small price to pay for the friends that you've managed to save this night. Yes.
4: I think we're down to about 9,000 pounds in cash now, which is... Uh...
0: Well, that's going great. You could save a few investigators each week. I'll have to keep that in mind. But bef- before <laughs> we leave, two things that we need to do. One, I would like all of our player characters to make a power roll. Anton, this doesn't apply to you because you're uh, luckily just a guest in this regard. This power roll is pretty important.
4: Uh, that's a twelve, which as Richard's got, uh, eighty. Pow is an extreme success.
0: Good.
2: That is a seventy-nine over sixty-five. A fail. Very good, sir.
1: And uh, and I have rolled an eighty-nine over fifty-five. That is. The second power roll I've failed in this hotel in as many days. Yep, it sure is. Oh, boy. It wasn't a fumble this time.
0: That's true. It was not a fumble. So that is super helpful. So we have two failures here. Simon, you are going to lose four power this evening. Mr. Fraser is going to lose six. Here's how this works. Simon loses four magic points when he sleeps. So basically, you you lose them because you were you were topped off, so you didn't have to worry about gaining any. So when you sleep that night, those are four you don't get back. Normally you would, because obviously after every hour of rest you get a magic point back. Uh, and then so for you, Fraser, mm-hmm. you would lose six. You would have gotten back at least probably. I don't know what you were at originally. Uh, I was at one. Uh, yeah, so, under, my, my maximum is 11. Yeah, so you'd have been up the entire day. You hadn't spent any magic points, so you'd be at 11. And so when you go to sleep, you don't recover any and you lose six. So now you're at five. So you won't wake up as sort of in the depths <sighs> as you mm, were. But, but another rough night's sleep. Yeah. More dreams. And I think the last thing we really have to do is thank our guest player, Nate. So thanks for supporting the show. Thanks for being on the show. We've had a fun couple of episodes with you. And uh, you too, out there in listener land, could join us on any number of adventures, whether they be half-cocked or fully formed. Uh, Stop by our Patreon page at patreon.com slash the old ways podcast. Thank you and good night.